This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Drew McCaskill's here, followed by Lady Dom. She used to be the grand dame of legal, my legal eagle, my third good of Marshall, which I think should be um, now her good Marshall. Oh. Her good oh Marshall. One and only oh Laura Coates. Oh <laughs> She's here. <laughs> Miss Laura's here. You guys, this studio is so. I haven't been in this new studio. Yes, You're so it, fancy. It, it, no, we about to be. We about to be Hollywood. <laughs> Let me ask you. When you said sunshine, I am a little oily today. Is that what you meant? Yeah. <laughs> I could have blotted before I came in, but I thought we were family. But you're on. She put on sunglasses. Is it because the T zone? It's the bright, really. It's the brightness of your smile. Oh, okay, it's, fine. It's too much for me to. Fine. Um, I have yeah, my yeah. tea. Nah, you no, good. You good. I'll check it out. <laughs> She's doing a lot of TV. I see you on TV a lot, looking all fresh. Well, impossibly fresh, because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm wondering. I mean, but look, some concealer can help. Concealer, con- I don't know about that. I don't wear any makeup. Oh, I don't. I don't either. But I've heard that if you put on makeup and concealer, you look impossibly fresh. People say, uh, Karen, how do you do all of these things? But then I look at Laura, Laura, Laura and she's got two kids under the age of six. On top of that, with the husband. Yeah. I'm like, girl, how do you do it? Do you all even believe Karen Hunter, who is like my icon, my idol, my mentor? Are you serious? Like, yeah, I wonder how I do it. Because there's already been a path that's been paved and you have led the way. I've done it because I don't have children. Anybody asking me what I eat tonight. You you got a lot of babies. So I'm I'm one of your children. And I love you. I told Karen once I called her to say, you know, if you ever need me to like, take you in when you're 90, and she's like, I, I actually believe you. You're gonna. Like, why would you call me for this? And I was like, I just want you to know that's how I feel As about you. As if I'm gonna be decrepit and, she, and stuff at 90. And then she's like, first hey. of all, I'm okay. I you love have the rest- young people. <laughs> I love the younger. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm super nice to my nieces and nephews because I know I don't want to be in that. I don't want to be in that really bad nursing home when I get old. Mm. With yeah, the bed bug. I don't want to be in that bed People bug nursing you, home you in your with, chest. The bad, with the bad oh banana God. pudding. The with the bad, bad banana, banana pudding, pudding with no bananas no, in it. It's, it's I want ambrosia. like a good nursing home. Oh, you don't want yeah. the one with the jelly with all of the strange the, a little, little like diced pears it? inside of the yeah. floating in the jello mold or what? What is am? Is that ambrosia? No, ambrosia that is, is like not ambrosia. That's jello with junk. Ambrosia is like besides white the band that says with like fruit cocktail in it. Is you look so it's, disgusting it's like with it. His whole his whole mouth it. like went down, turned. It was like it's that he smacked right. It's that nasty. I, you don't want that. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of it. No, that I'm was not. so PC of you. Like you can just say you hate it. It's uh, awful. Like I, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an ambrosia fan. Okay. Well, what yeah. is your favorite dessert, Drew? My favorite dessert is red velvet cake. Really? Yes. Because you know that's relatively new. Is, is red mm. ve- has red velvet cake always been a thing? No, it's I think like it's been a southern thing for a long with, time. Look, everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. They I used never to grew use up beets with it to, to actually color it. I think. Did I heard yeah, I think so. I watched that Mark Summers show of like how do you how make you food? made it? Whatever it was. How's it made? Red velvet. Red is velvet your, cake is my favorite. You know that's just followed, chocolate cake with food coloring. Followed only by. Why are you a hater? Followed <laughs> only by lemon cake. Lemon cake. Ooh, now is it like a two tier with the frosting in between, or just kind of a dense one layer with like a cream cheese frosting, or maybe like a little lemon curl on top from the rind? Because I'm very into the lemon experience. Um, I would take any or all of those actually, but mm. lemon cake with a good with a good yummy icing on top is like that was always my birthday cake. I'm pretty easy breezy. 
Wow. Like I'm, I'm not super extra fancy. I could Ooh. eat the same thing every day. Like Me my mom, too. my really? mom tells, my mom tells people all the time. She was like, she was like, he, he's already trained. Like you'll be a great husband. Like you could just feed him the same thing every day. Oh. He's not gonna complain. So you, you're basically like the the Mark Zuckerberg of food. Like you just have like you know what yeah. like a gray sweatshirt and jeans. Like we're just gonna do the whole thing because you have a decision fatigue. I you know I I like my meals a little more diverse only because I would get bored with the same. I'm not I'm not huge on dessert. Yeah. I mean I, no. I love dessert. I was gonna, I'm looking at you. I love side dessert. The problem eye. is I'm not big on Elon because now it's big on me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be big on dessert. But I like banana pudding. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. That's my oh, yeah. dessert. Banana pudding. I'm very particular. Tell me, and tell I me also, what your banana pudding kind of magnolia. Are. Okay, magnolia. the ratio. Yeah. First, magnolia is right. Yes. First, I, so I'm tell you what. I, I'll tell you two things. You have to have the yellow pudding can't be like fluorescent red, yellow. It has to be like the. It's got to be subdued. Beige Otherwise, yellow. I know it's like the jello pudding thing. I don't want just yeah. that. It's got to be beige. It yellow. also has to have the good ratio of enough of the wafers that have been soaked in like the pudding to have a little bit of like a mushiness, yeah. but enough of the crunch on top. Also, the top actually the little meringue part has to have some sort of burnt like that brown feeling yeah. on top. And most importantly, it can't be made by anybody besides my grandmother or myself. <laughs> or, or Magnolia. Or Magnolia. Or Magnolia. <laughs> but in a pinch, I'll eat anybody's. <laughs> in a pinch. So but I hate red velvet cake. Really? You know what? Maybe I haven't had... You know what it is? I, for a long time, did not drink wine because I don't think like it's, it's not appropriate to have a red drink that's not sweet to me. Like mm. red to me is like, so, oh, Kool-Aid. 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 Yes, I wasn't going... I was going to say like a concentrated powder beverage just to not bring that in the room Karen but fine I will say that as well you never know it, I could have meant I could have meant Sunny D not, only, not only Kool-Aid but she like red Kool-Aid I red like red that's so black that is the black I like red and I like purple flavor which is that's, not a flavor but a color yeah absolutely that is the blackest thing I've heard all day and I live in Harlem well it is gentrifying <laughs> Ooh, speaking of which okay absolutely. so we were going to have a conversation before Laura came in oh I'm sorry Laura. I just no. that's okay. I don't know why I, that's why my family doesn't take my calls either, Karen. Like they don't, they don't, they, they don't, don't take talk, it. Stop. They don't stop really. It. Stop it. They don't so really. we were talking. Uh, Drew sent, Drew posted a story on his Twitter, which you can follow at Drew McCaskill, and you can yep. follow Laura at the Laura Coates. Um, and it was about funeral homes going out of business. Yeah. And mm. it and it floored me because you know when you think about foundational wealth in our community, it's insurance companies. Black wealth is built on insurance. Funeral directors always wealthy in our communities, right? Because that because they're so this the most segregated space outside of church, and yeah. I think it's coral, it's, you oh, know, it's, it's connection. Yeah. So now because of gentrification, black-owned funeral homes that usually could pull from the community no longer have those bodies that yeah. they're able to service. And I was just thinking, I was like, my my parents have always, my family has always been at Wiggum's in Newark, and you may know Wiggum's because they did Whitney Houston's funeral, which is Newark, it's Newark. If you're yeah. in Newark, my fa- my father's from Newark, Wiggum's. Everybody in my family's buried and gone through Wiggum's and buried at mm. the same place. So I was thinking, like, is this now a thing? And I'm reading up, and it's a thing. And Drew, yeah, we talking a, about that. It's, hmm. a, it's 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 definitely a thing. I mean, um, when when Washington Post did this did this article on this particular funeral home in in dc that is um there's apparently you know legendary they buried everybody in 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 the you know in the metro dc area the hall brothers or whatever um they were talking about that this gentrification this is another flip side of gentrification that's happening in urban areas all over the country where um in major cities 
black folks that were concentrated in communities have now dispersed because of all of the, you know, the Starbucks and the Whole Foods and the blah, blah, blah. Orange Theory Fitness. Mm -hmm. And and that, um, that are moving into the neighborhoods. Black folks are so dispersed that there's just not that same, that there's, they're literally running out of people to bury, which is, which is crazy when you think about it, but it is the real deal. You have a, you have a neighborhood right there that, has been a part of the community forever, or and you have a, a business that's been a part of the community forever. And someone on Twitter said to me, "Well, what white folks ain't dying?" And I was like, "Yes, white people are dying. But they don't go to black, but, they, but they're not going to. They and no white person is going to take Meemaw's remains to Johnson's and Johnson's funeral home." On MLK Boulevard, that's just not going to happen. We don't do that. That's just not how the world works, right? We are we are even more segregated in death than we are in life because wow. black funeral homes serve as black clients. White funeral homes serve as white clients. I I was joking about this on with with a buddy of mine, and then I I posted on Twitter that I didn't even I never went to a white funeral until I was thirty five years old. No, I was maybe no take that back. I was. 29, 29 years old before I ever went to a white funeral. It was the the founder of the of the company that I was working for, and I literally called up my mentor, who's a, who's a white guy. My corporate mentor called him up and said, what do you take to white people's houses when white people die? Because I know that I'm going to take something to the house, but... What do they... Isn't that something? What do you take to white people's we house thought about and it. repass? I, I didn't know. Do they have repass? Well, I went to the house before, you know, sort of visitation. Okay. Before okay. before the funeral or whatever. Mm. Oh, and he was like, oh, take pastries. And I was like, oh, okay. Because black Perfect. people is a whole thing. Black we, people we is a whole, whole thing. thing. You know, we, we do all kinds we of do stuff. Things. Right? Yeah, we do things. Yeah, we take to the house. But I was like, I don't want to show up with, like, some KFC because that's what I would take to my cousin's house if, right. when somebody died. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, oh. I, I I know what I would do if Note that happened. Note to self, he clowned me for the red Kool-Aid. <laughs> no, no, no. Drew's very black. Drew's very black. He's very black. I, that's a really sad commentary to me, Drew. Because I think myself, Drew, the notion of, look, if and I have are, white cousins. I mean, if we are so segregated in religion, you think about the notion of for the home going, a.k.a. the funeral, the service, mm-hmm. whatever it would be, whatever you want to call it for whatever religion you're practicing, that in that moment you don't trust somebody to be essentially that that vehicle to carry you to the other side. There's something about that moment of religion, that moment of testing your faith, but you do not have an inclusive air about you. That's a yeah. really sad commentary. Also, on the flip side, you almost think to yourself, well, isn't it – you said we've run out of people to bury. The optimist in me said maybe the death rate is going down. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> no. But I thought, well, maybe there's a way to look at this in a good way. There isn't. Other no. than there's coming back to segregation, and we don't even realize that we are complicit in this because why couldn't somebody be buried by anyone else of a different color? It doesn't matter. It's, it's about their life. And their celebration. Well, cemeteries were segregated. Black people yeah. couldn't right. be buried. If you think about the Tuskegee experiment, and yes. one of the things that they offered was mm-hmm. a white, you know, a, a dignified burial, yeah. right? Which meant right. that you wouldn't have to be buried the way those other Negroes. unmarked graves, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, involuntary you, cremation. Involuntary. Oh my God! You think about before you got really here too. Commentary. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it. it's, it's, a, it's one of the it's one of the things that we never think about when no. we think about you know what does it mean that people 
um, in the article from the Washington Post, one of the guys said it used to be when we saw when we saw white folks, you know, walking past the Howard Theater, or we saw white people in the general vicinity. We were like, huh, I wonder what they're doing here. And he was like, now. You know, if you see someone walking into a building, a residential building in the general sort of U Street area and they're black, you're like, huh, I wonder what he do that he can afford to live here mm. in the exact same in the exact same wow. space in that exact same neighborhood. It's true. I mean, I, I, I think about and I think about Atlanta. There's there are definitely communities in Atlanta, old old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I think about, you know, I I cannot afford to buy the condo that I live in in Harlem and I do okay. Okay, you love people and you love giving them gifts. Fab Fit Fun is the thing to get. It's $200 worth of products for just $49.99 and it's seasonal. So it's the fall. So when you go on fabfitfun.com, you fill out the little questionnaire because it asks you about the person that you're sending it to. So it curates it. So if it's like my mom, which is what I've, I sent her, don't tell her, I sent her a box for the fall too. I'll tell her the age and the things she likes, like she likes to drink wine and all of this. And then they will customize the box and send it to the person that you love or do one for yourself. All right, so go to Fab Fit Fun for the seasonal box, full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, lifestyle products. It retails for $49.99. Always the value is more than $200. Use my coupon code. This is Karen for $10 off your first box at FabFitFun.com. Coupon code. This is Karen. FabFitFun.com. Check it out. It's beautiful. I love it. It's fun. It's fab. And it's fit. There you go. Right. And I cannot afford to buy my condo that I live in. And so I think about that when I, you know, and, and definitely Harlem has, you know, streets that are not as gentrified as others. Mm -hmm. But the, the same concept is still there. Mm -hmm. Like I walk you can walk down Frederick Douglass Boulevard in Harlem, New York at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday in the summertime and not see a and see tons of people outside at restaurants all through Harlem and maybe see a, a black couple for three blocks and that is the truth you That's can crazy. go to you can go to restaurants on one six a restaurant on 116th and 8th Avenue Frederick Douglass Boulevard on a Tuesday night and the black only black people that you will see in that restaurant are the bartenders that's crazy. Because all of the That's servers crazy. are Dominican and all of the folks that are that are working on in, in the back, you never see them anyway. That is a fact. Well, you know, you think about the idea with this article you raised reminds me of the notion that when you think about gentrification and you often think about black owned businesses, funeral homes are left out of the equation. People are thinking about the mom and pop shop. They think about the homes. They think about who can afford to live where. And as you articulated, the idea of it coming into the social component of dating, of marriage, of affordability, of turning homes into from apartments to condo living. But the idea that there is a whole sector and an employment sector of the funeral business that was a highlight of the black-owned entrepreneurial experience, and that's also gone. I wonder how many other overlooked sectors and overlooked sort of businesses we don't even think about are exactly. also coming into fruition at that point. Black dry some, cleaners. Let me put some history mm. on it. Um, back in the 1800s, actually, uh, this is a powerful, um, I'm about to tell you some ish you should know. Mm. I can't wait for us to get theme music. Ish you mm. should know. I was going to relegate it to Mondays. I thought it was only Mondays. Whatever. I do whatever I want. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's some ish you should know. That's some ish you should know. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. 
Uh, Richmond, Virginia, 1800, a slave named Gabriel. He plotted an insurrection at an enslaved child's funeral. All right. And it's uh, chronicled in the book to serve the living funeral directors in the African-American way of death. Slave masters then cracked down after this insurrection uh, planning, and they created more rules about slave funerals. And uh, they often insisted that the master be present. Three decades later, Nat Turner led a slave revolt in Virginia. Virginia was epicenter for a lot of the slave revolts or the enslaved people revolts. And it was never shown that Nat Turner had organized anything at a funeral, but there were rumors that he had because we couldn't gather, right? So funerals were a place where we could have conversations and make plans and, you know, without anyone kind of overseeing it until they realized, hey, these Negroes are actually planning at funerals. At the end of slavery, the war brought uh, about uh, a whole host of changes and transformed American funerals across the country. Uh, The death toll of the Civil War, which is the bloodiest in in U.S. history, um, they thought that the modern funeral industry, uh, that that actually brought the modern funeral industry into being, the Civil War, Mm. with so many soldiers dying, Families scrambled to to ship bodies home until the war. Embalming was practiced primarily by doctors and scientists. But during the war, undertakers set up shop near battlefields, selling, you know, and ensuring embalmed bodies and and making sure that the journey home was good without being decomposed. And this started a whole other wave of people. And, of course, black folks got involved in the undertaking business and they became tradesmen because they were probably the ones doing all the work. Right. Um, and then as, as black wealth um, in 1912, the funeral industry uh, ma- uh, major association began excluding blacks. So then blacks had to then have its own. And there's no official um, directory of black owned funeral. Uh, there's not 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 really not officially. Um, but it did create a millionaire class in this country, um, as noted in this book by Suzanne Smith called To Serve the Living. Uh, Negro undertakers grossed more than 120 million for uh for 150,000 funerals each year. That was and and there were a lot of millionaires yeah. birthed under this system. Some of the most wealthy, some of the wealthiest <clears throat> families that some of the kids from the wealthiest families that I in, interacted with in you know, in undergrad and and what not were from funeral home families. And you think about mm-hmm. uh, activism, black funeral home uh, people played a key role in the civil rights movement. Not only did they take care of those who died in lynchings and protests and other conflicts, but they also staged these large scale funerals like the funeral of Emmett Till mm-hmm. or the funeral of Megar Evers and others. And I, again, most recently, I remember Whitney Houston. It's like funeral directors were instrumental to, in that. They also provided bail money when activists were jailed. They also really? offered, yep, they offered, offered their premises. In addition to churches, funeral homes were also meeting places for the civil rights movement. Um, people, hearses and funeral home cars became a way to ferry civil rights leaders, including Martin Luther King Jr. around the South non-conspicuously because yeah. you couldn't, you're not going to pull over a hearse. You know, Dr. King is, might be in it in the front seat on the uh, on the passenger side. On the night that King was assassinated, a funeral home worker acting as his chauffeur was one of the last people to see him alive. I'm sure people didn't know that. Overall, the industry, $16 billion a year, $16 billion a year. But the, the money in our community is dwindling. And I don't know what we do about that, but I yeah. want to put it out there. And this is part of, you know, Drew's specialties, numbers and understanding indexes and, and how we should move in the world and businesses and where, where the money is. We, yeah. we always talk about the money with him and the numbers. But the money. But the money. Drew McCaskill. Laura Coates is here, too. You guys can join in, in the conversation. I just wanted to give you all some issues you should know. What was the name uh, of that book you, you mentioned? It is called... To Serve the Living, Funeral Directors in the African-American Way of Death by Suzanne E. Smith. Oh. Yes, check it out. 
All right, what y'all want to say about that? Should we go to the phones? I'm trying to get this phone thing back up. This The one thing about the studio is that the computers go down. I have to, I have to remember the passwords. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. 866-801-8255. Uh, if you want to talk to Laura when she's not on her show, you can call now here too. What you doing tonight? What you doing? You got some, some plans? You on TV again? I'm on with John Lemon later on tonight, but I'm I I mean I think John Bolton got fired, so I don't know where I'm going tonight. Yeah, you. What does that have to do with you? Because well, I'm not talking about John Bolton. So they how they, they change the news. But I, oh, I'm I more interested in this discussion we're having than anything I've experienced all day long. Okay, so well, I'm so glad to hear the callers. Okay. This is amazing. Let's go. Yeah. This Karen Hunter show. She is, look, she is just. This is the pulse. This is her right. finger. Right there, finger uh, on wait, the pulse. Oh, uh, uh, like, where are we? Finger I, on the pulse. She was like, "What are we doing here? What is he showing me?" What? All right, mind your business. I didn't know where we we're going, but I was going with you, Drew. Yeah, I was gonna go. I was, you, I was you, only going somewhere safe. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't know where my mind to go. I didn't know. But Karen, Karen you had that look, that mischievous I was waiting. smile. I was, I was like, 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 "Where's like finger on the pulse?" Because you, you have a tattoo with like different like uh, number, yeah. whatever hash marks. Go on YouTube. I, I actually did a whole YouTube on why he has that particular thing. There you go. See, that's why you. Video. You should follow this station and you follow Karen Hunter and Drew McCaskill. I'm just saying, if you actually want to know what's happening in the studio. There you go. <laughs> there oh, you go. and Tito Jackson will be here later. I just Sean, passed by him. Did you? Wait, really? hold on, Sean. Go ahead. Tell us what happened. Well, I didn't throw like a bra at him or anything. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was can, glass can we between the two. Before <laughs> he comes in, because I'm not going to embarrass him. Tito Jackson is actually, to me, the most handsome of the Jacksons. Mm. I think he's the most handsome, even though people probably don't know that. But I think that he is and definitely has the cutest kids. Of is all. he the bass player? Yes. yes. So I met, I actually hosted for Roland Martin once years ago, maybe three, two, three years ago now. He came in studio that day and I may or may not have been wildly inappropriate and said, wow, Jackson DNA is on me. And I just regretted it. But he, was, <laughs> he, was, he was very, very nice about it. And he gave me a hug and like he was so respectful and he smelled yeah. so masculine. Yes, right? And I was like, Tito's that dude. Y'all don't sleep on Tito. I'm talking about all over cemeteries. the South. Segregated cemeteries and definitely just completely segregated and totally different funeral culture. How do we feel about that? And, and funeral culture, um, do, they, do, do white people think that their, their heaven is only going to be white? I'm just curious. If you're a white evangelical Christian, when you die, do you think God is actually white and you think only white people are going to heaven? I'm just curious what kind of heaven that you're imagining yeah. for yourself because the life you're living right now is paving yourself to hell. I'm just just telling you. I'm just curious, though. What do yeah. you think? What does that, and, what does that And when like? we talk about culture, we were talking about the different call and responses that black people would like. When we were in the elevator the other day, that skit from the black lady sketch uh, comedy in mm -hmm. the courthouse. Drew that and I, was so real. We had that same moment in the elevator. <laughs> Did Full, you? Yes. It yes. was like four of us in the elevator and all white people because, you know, it's all crowded in there. Right. And we and a, a young black man got on like four stops down. And it turned into that black lady sketch. And then thing. it was just all black people. And well, I was we, like, we're having a little black family reunion right here like in the beautiful. elevator bank. It was, it was hilarious. And you know how in the black lady sketch where she looks at the one girl and she was like, oh, I'm AKA. She was, you AKA too? And then they have this whole moment. <laughs> uh, literally, literally, we're on, a uh, young guy gets on the elevator and then, um, and then the- Sinclair. Sinclair, who was with us, says, you know, you know Drew went to Morehouse too? And he was like, yeah, what year? And I was like- before you were born and then he was like I'm like 2012 or something like that and I was like I was like let me airdrop my information to you right now so we I was, was like it was so beautiful bond immediately it was beautiful it that was nice yeah. I'm mad I don't know the word airdrop means I feel old from that comment that's but that's right. okay I was I was baffled too <laughs> like, I was baffled 
he was able to do that. But it's Tech Tuesday, so I it learned. Is I know. I, I I would like to know I, about that part too. I just airdropped him. Um, my don't say it again. I don't want to strike him. I know what it meant, like from the context, Drew. <laughs> like I gathered it. I was I was having a vulnerable moment trying to share what I didn't know for a second. That's it's an a, issue you should know. It's so I was just trying to share my vulnerability, and you just stamped on it. That's fine. I mean, I, I I'm, no. I'm, I'm we had a whole I'm, man of pudding moment. It's fine. Totally, no, it's I'm great. totally guessing that you know context clues, but I but it's like the you know it's just an iPhone situation. New iPhone. Oh, I have an Android. That's why. Okay. That's why. That, that was oh. judging. He's like, oh, first of all, oh, you got you, the, them green let bubbles? me just say something to you all here. Because you got Drew green and bubbles? Karen are the size of like seven footers, right? They're tall. <laughs> so I walked into the studio today, and I want you to know, I've had to look up the entire time talking to Drew because they put me in a seat that it cannot adjust high. He is lording over me talking about what I don't know. I feel some kind of way you about feel some it. Way. So I would like you to you know. Feel, you feel very, and, and you know what? very Hillary Trump in the debate. I, but chair. I can't even stand up because I'll be even shorter. You're even shorter So standing. I put on my flats coming in here. So you know what? Whatever. Whatever. You're even shorter standing, no, though. That's fine. I'm going to look this way. Hi, Schmiz. Hi, Jameson. Put an extra. Schmiz. Hi. All right. It's- Hi. <laughs> oh, did you go to a black church, Laura, growing up? I did sometimes. Okay. I, I wasn't a big church goer. So when my when grandfather says- was a bishop in a Pentecostal church, so I would go to his church, yeah. Oh, well, so when someone uh, asked you how you doing- Was it interracial? No. Okay. No. No, what's that? Okay. White Pentecostal okay. Church is some good church, though. Just saying. I've been to some white what, Pentecostal do they, church. What, is it the one where they charm the snakes? No. <laughs> well, I haven't been to... Thank I, you for the hand signals. It that was also context for you. It wasn't, it wasn't quite... It wasn't quite snake charming uh, church, but okay. like... But like, but the good old the band. blessed oil alligator okay. cap. Yeah. Right, so good old when band, maybe Hold on, I want, I'm testing Laura right now. Oh, God. When someone says to you, God is good. Yes. What do you say? Mm. <laughs> she failed. I Let me. Can I see your black card? Look, first of all, first of all, I've already told. God, what, what's, that, what, what's the response to God is good? All right, let me see. Jameson, do you know? All the time. All the time. All the time. Okay. All right. right. Good. Can I see Sorry. your black card, Yes, you, Laura? you can see it. It's right here. It's right here. I got three of them, and it's the largest, longest finger in the system. That's where it is. And don't you can try to swipe it oh, if you want. Oh, why are the cameras on? Oh, they're that not was, on? They're not on yet. Well, then you don't know what I showed you. That's right. It, was, it, was it wasn't platinum, nice, though. Bitches. It was platinum. It was platinum. It was platinum. It was, platinum. Not it was nice. the platinum black card. Okay. All right. Let's Maybe go to- Maybe this is why no one wants to go to y'all's funerals. <laughs> <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> I just- Maybe there's something to it. Listen, no, we have fun at our funerals. Y'all Listen, go ahead. If now, you have not been to a long black funeral with a family on. member that you real close with, Lord. that you can whisper to, you ain't really had a good time. That's just I just want right Kevin Costner to be at every black funeral. Oh my gosh, oh, he yeah. did. He turned out that's Whitney Houston. I, I wanted was good to say for that. Houston. He just could you make, no clarify? He turned out Whitney Houston's funeral. 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 Thank right. you. Because I, you know, thank you. Well, he might. Yeah. I don't know what I they know. did in their real life. Um, I know I broke a car. I want to go home. I broke. No, I broke. I broke a car. Rule at my father's funeral because I made sure that his casket was closed, mm. and oh. that's a cardinal. You got to keep the casket open because that you know. But, but I was he, like, he had to comment on what he looks like. Yeah, and also I was like, nope, him. not doing that. Not me. No one no. got to lean in and give him a kiss no. or anything. Let me tell y'all not. what y'all not gonna do at oh. my funeral is y'all not gonna be sitting around looking at me with bad makeup on, blah blah blah, talking about what I look like. Oh, he looks sleep or hmm, he ain't look natural. Whatever. Nope. You it's want yours be- closed too? Close. I'm. I'm thinking that I'm gonna do the whole nouveau black thing and cremation. get cremated. 
I'm gonna get cremated. I'm cool. gonna have or a the really... Luke Perry mushroom suit where you disintegrate biodegradable. Yeah, that? I might get, I might have them Oof. to put my ashes on a tree. You know, at a on some a tree, tree. Ro- some tree roots. You know, have it right down there. Some tree roots or whatever. Okay. But I'm gonna have a really great photo of me up and <laughs> no dead body in the room. Oh. And then immediately after my service. After after the drums, after the African drums lead y'all out of the service, everybody <laughs> is gonna go. This. Everybody I think is gonna give it a lot of thought. I was gonna go to the bar close to the close to the um uh, in a the black church, neighborhood in a black neighborhood, and everybody's gonna get open bar and get drunk Who's off paying me the open one bar last bill? time. He gonna Look, leave a fund for that. I'm gonna leave a fund for that. Absolutely. Now, Y'all can you, have whatever whatever's left after I get my open bar party. Okay. And everybody comes around and talk about how great I am. So when Tariq hmm, and sad, when Tariq Drew. and Tommy got um Kane uh what's his name? Kanan. Kanan's ashes. <laughs> Tommy sprinkled them on some, on a blunt and smoked, and smoked, and smoked them. That's some weird uh, shit. You like that? You would you like to be smoked? No. no. I don't know okay. that I want what? my friends smoking me on a blunt. That's some weird shit. I'm uh, sure that there will be some weed nasty. smoking at my repast, but okay. um, I don't okay, need them to repass. sprinkle me on the blunt. Okay. About that red velvet cake. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Would you want it in the flower what? of a I red know. velvet? Would you mm. want your you want to actually eat you? Mm-mm. Okay. No, well, I'm, I'm I, not I, here he, for it. Oh, is it so is it nouveau to be cremated? Yeah, for black people. Black Black people. people. That's just mm -mm. for black people. We need open casket. We need the whole. We need the bad potato salad. That was one of my favorite interviews on the Karen Hunter show. And let me just clarify the bad potato salad at the funerals. This is because most of the people that make the good potato salad are grieving. So, you know, you either have the church folk making a potato salad or somebody bringing a potato salad. There's not like, you know, the attention and care that's put in to the Thanksgiving Day potato salad or the family reunion potato salad. You know, there's different levels to this. Let me know what you think. Follow me at Karen Hunter. Use the hashtag podcast so I can search for your comments or your questions. And um, thank you for supporting, especially the ads, because this allows us to do more things. I'm building a network here, and I just I need as much support as possible so that we can bring more voices to the hub. So thank you so much for listening, but also supporting the advertising that you hear in these podcasts. And I love you all. Thank you so much. Till next time.